Hello, my name is Paul Ryan and I'm the founder of PharmaBuddy. I work as both a pharmacist and as a GP and I'm passionate about clinical pharmacology and therapeutics. I enjoy making international guidelines relevant to those of us in primary care. So in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about heart failure. And I'm going to, there's a few different learning outcomes I'm going to discuss. Number one, the background, uh, just the prevalence in that with heart failure. Number two, ejection fraction. Number two, three, the difference between HEF-REF and HEF-PEF. So HEF-REF is heart failure with reduced ejection fraction. And HEF-PEF is heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. And it's important to know the difference between the two of these because medications are very useful for patients with HEF-REF and in general they're not uh, uh, so much of use to those patients who have HEF-PEF. I'm then going to talk about the causes of heart failure and I'm going to finally talk about the prognosis uh, for patients with heart failure. So we know that the prevalence is greater than 10% in those patients over 70 years of age. Now, I suppose I just want a, a, a little bugbear of mine is uh, the Toromachi heart failure. Um, this can be very frightening to patients and it may some patients may perceive that as themselves failing. Um, for example, if we, with diabetes, we don't call it pancreas failure or osteoporosis, we don't call it bone failure. So I just don't like the term heart failure because I just I feel it has a lot of negative connotations for patients who may feel particularly guilty uh, and frightened by the by the term. Um, so, but with that in mind, I'm going to move on to the next learning outcome, which is ejection fraction. And we know that the ejection fraction is the percentage of blood in the ventricles that is ejected with each contraction. And we know it's normally above 50%, and 54% actually to be precise for most people. With that in mind, a reduced ejection fraction is defined as less than 40% or less. Okay, and NICE and the European Society of Cardiology uh, both agree with this uh, percentage as, uh, as, as a definition of reduced ejection fraction. So ECHO is used to determine the two main types of heart failure, which is HEFREF and HEFPEF. So HEFREF is heart failure with reduced ejection fraction and these patients have an ejection fraction of less than 40%, less than or equal to 40%. Their heart tends to be large and flabby and contracts poorly. A low volume of blood is pumped because of a failure of the pump function. And HEFREF is mostly caused by infarction which causes a significant relatively rapid remodeling of the heart. So next up is heart failure with preserved or normal ejection fraction. So this is just as common as HEF-REF and the left, uh, left ventricular ejection fraction is 50% or greater but there are structural or functional signs consistent with left ventricular diastolic dysfunction. The patient has a small heart with, a th- with thickened walls, so left ventricular hypertrophy. The left ventricular cavity has a small volume so therefore poor cardiac output. So that's the way I kind of can more easily remember it. The HEF-PEF is mainly caused by hypertension and it can be, you know, hypertension, untreated hypertension over 20 to 30 years. 
and this causes slow and gradual remodeling and may ultimately cause left ventricular systolic dysfunction. So the next learning outcome is to discuss the causes of heart failure. And there are two main causes to be mindful of. Number one, ischemic heart disease, such as previous MI. And number two, hypertension. So hypertension contributes to 50% of heart failure cases in the UK. And this, is, this was shown in the National Heart Failure Audit performed in 2010. In the States, patient but hi, patients with hypertension are said to have stage 1 heart failure, which just shows that in one way you're saying, wow, that's, uh, why would they say, say that? But in another sense, that it just shows that um, the emphasis that, you know, I suppose to, to put it on people's radar, the stage 1 hypertension, you know, the hypertension is such a big cause of it and untreated hypertension is such a major cause of, of heart failure and it should be on everyone's radar. So the other causes of heart failure include valve disease, arrhythmias such as atrial fibrillation, cardiomyopathy and congenital heart disease. There are the three other kind of main areas, number one, infective, number two, drug induced, and number three, storage disorders. So the first, infective, so such as myocarditis, so you ask the patient if they've had any recent viral illness, HIV or Lyme disease. Number two, drug induced, so such as protease inhibitors, anthracyclines, so you know the rubicin chemotherapies, and trastuzumab, which is used in breast cancer. And finally, then storage disorders such as hemochromatosis. The final learning outcome is just to talk about prognosis. And the five year mortality is 40%, and the 10 year mortality is 60%, which are, you know, um, it, 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 these are worse than a, a lot of cancers that we see in primary care. Now, in patients under 65 years of age, the five-year survival is 80%. But with that in mind, a lot of uh, experts feel that heart failure should be seen as a malignant condition and that the medications used to, take it, used to treat it are seen as chemotherapy for this condition. Now, I know I've said already that heart failure... Uh, you know, the term heart failure has really negative connotations for patients. But I suppose it's just, it's it, and, and I still do believe that, but I suppose when we're counselling patients, just to say, just to uh, make sure that they understand the importance of adherence and, you know, and, and then trying to up-titrate the doses. So that brings me to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found it useful, and I'm looking forward to delivering my next podcast.